Welcome to the Mid Podcast, where we talk about random shit, geek stuff, and wrestling. You can find us on Twitter and YouTube at The Mid Podcast. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button and leave us a comment. You can listen to the podcast wherever you stream your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Google. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating. There are two ways you can support the podcast. First, head over to Patreon and become a Patreon member. We have different tiers, so find one that you like. You will be granted access to our exclusive content that is for our Patreon members only. You can find that at patreon.com slash the mid podcast. Second, you can head over to our merchandise store, themidpodcast.com and get you some merch. We have stickers, t-shirts, mugs, and more. And if you will check out our Twitter account, there is a discount code for free shipping until the end of May. So take advantage of that. I am one of your hosts, Catherine, here with my devilish handsome co-host, Brendan. Hello. Why was I not informed about this promo code for free shipping until May? Because I just put it out like while I go on my Twitter account, so you need to go copy it. Oh, that would make a lot of sense. You won't grant me access to the Twitter account because it would be nothing but MJF and Wardlow pictures. Uh Uh-huh. So, Brendan, it's Wednesday, technically Thursday. It's Thursday. So, it's Wednesday slash Thursday, which means it's our geek day. So, are you ready to get mid with some geek shit and some Moon Knight? The only thing I have to talk about is Moon Knight. This trashy Marvel show? Oh, it's amazing. And you know it. So, we're going to jump into Moon Knight. We don't have any geek information we need to share today, son. Uh, besides that the Thor Love and Thunder trailer is done, and it should be out soon. And how many times have people said this? Well, this is coming from the guy I watch who does all of this stuff on, who does all the fucking leaks and stuff on YouTube. Yeah, but nothing nothing is as good as when I got everybody on the Discord about the <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder trailer dropping, and I hit it as a spoiler, and you clicked on it, and it was a picture of a semi-trailer. That was awesome. Oh, before we get into Moon Knight, I think I have your, uh, your papa a a job when he retires. What? He can drive the semi-trucks for AEW. Okay. He said that would be a good job for you, and I was like, no, Brendan don't know how to drive. I said, that's why he's going to school for sports management, so he could be in the management department. I said, but you have experience driving the trucks, so why don't you go drive the AEW trucks? And you only have to do it once a week. Yeah, but like when they left Boston and went to New Orleans, that's like 1,700 miles. But you see, they probably 
didn't go right to Boston or right to New Orleans. Well, I'm figuring, well, no, you couldn't have because you have to take time off. But I'm figuring they may have like <coughs> two two different sets. One that runs like here and one that runs here. Yeah. <coughs> Damn allergies. Because it would have been quicker to send them out of Jacksonville than to make them drive from all the way to Boston. Because you would also figure the ring they have now is the ring they're using this weekend. Mm-hmm. Unless they have two different rings. But anyways. But anyways. This isn't Saturday. No, but I was on the phone with your papa earlier and said that to him. And he's like, yeah, that'd be a good job. So if papa goes and drives the AEW trucks. Every show. Every yeah. show. Yeah, we just ride with papa. <laughs> all right so overall thoughts on episode three of moon Knight without going into detail amazing <laughs> better than the first two wow what's a great episode you thought it was better also than the great first two. but this episode was amazing can we talk about this trashy fucking background i gotta look at of yours Mm, no, because we're talking about Moon Knight, not Spider-Man. You mean Trash Man? That is what Spider-Man is. No. Anyways, continue. I thought it was a good episode. But we're only three episodes in. We're only three episodes in, and this is the best Disney Plus show. Wow. Better than crappy WandaVision? Yes. It's better than Loki and Hawkeye. And which one of those did you say was your number one? Loki. Wow. Interesting. So, episode three is titled The Friendly Type. I'd like some friendly types. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Some big, meaty, friendly men. No, no, no. 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 Stop. Stop it. You are definitely no fun. Stop it. I'm fun when I want to be fun. That's what my big meaty men would say to me. Stop it. <laughs> Motherfucker. So the episode opens with Layla. And when I first looked at this, it kind of looked like she was being interrogated by like cops or something. Like Interrogated? Was, yeah, like she was in the interrogation room. Come to find out She's actually getting a fake passport made? From her mom. Yeah. Well, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do to go to India. Uh, Egypt. Egypt, India, they're all right there together. No, no, they're not. (laughs) Egypt and India are not that close together. They're in the Middle East. Who cares? Um, no. They're all desert. 
Who cares? They're all desert. Who cares? Am I wrong? Well, no, you're not wrong, but India is nowhere fucking close to Egypt, dipshit. And geography is mid anyways. Well, they don't teach you geography in school, so I can understand why you're a little unknowledgeable in the subject. I'm the captain, and I beat MJF twice. Anyways. So... Then we see she's having a conversation with this lady you said is her mom. Yeah. Did it ever state that that was her mom? Yeah. I must have missed that part. And she proceeds to tell her mom that she don't steal relics. They have already been stolen. That's what people forget. Well... If they're not stealing them, is it illegal? Hmm. Or she's got a point. There was a reason that they were buried with their treasures. That doesn't mean for you stupid archaeologists to go dig it up and take it and put it in a museum. But that's no fun. But on the flip side of the coin. You don't learn history if everything is buried in the sand. So I kind of, it's kind of a two-way thingy, you know? It's, yeah, you probably shouldn't be digging up the shit. But if we don't dig the shit up, then how are we going to learn about a culture or someone that lived 2,000 years ago? hieroglyphic graphics whatever they were called yeah those yeah that's how we learn about stuff but in Egyptian culture especially like pharaohs and stuff they were buried with like their gold and all their stuff and their sarcophaguses and put in these tombs well, didn't they think if they took all that stuff with them, it would go with them when they died? Yeah, that's where the the thing comes when you can't take your money with you when you die. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of agree with her. I mean, people are out here stealing relics that you're stealing to put in a museum. <laughs> And I get it because, you know, you want to learn about the past, but I don't know how I feel about that, being a historian. Because, you know, especially if it's in someone's grave. Like, I'm a big person. You don't disturb somebody's grave. No, like, that's why you're told, like, don't walk on the graves in the cemetery because it's disrespectful or something. Yeah. Yeah, but if they don't have, like, set paths in a cemetery, you kind of have to, you may or may not step on someone accidentally. Yeah. So anyway, we proceed to go on and hear the mother say, archaeology, one big mess of obsessive bookworms. 
What's wrong with archaeology? I can't speak. Archaeology? Yeah, that word. Well, I mean, technically nothing. But, I mean, they are kind of the ones that are digging up old relics and kind of stealing them. Well, then, you know what? If they, if they're making money, it's okay. Okay. (laughs) In our next scene, we see Arthur at what could be Amit's tomb. And we see everybody, all his little disciples cheering as he says, she is here. Talking about the god that they're trying to bring up. Mm-hmm. Amat. Amat, however you want to say it. Um, what's your feeling on Arthur Harrow? I don't know. Mixed opinions, kind of like how I have about Kanchu. Like, I think Kanchu's going to end up being the big bad, but also, I think Arrow's going to be the big bad as well. If that makes sense. There's going to be two evil fuckers. That's the kind of way I'm leaning. I, I think they're both deceptive. And they both lie to try to get people on their side. Well, doesn't everybody? And I'm not sure. I'm not sure which one is the worst of the two evils. Because, like, I'm kind of rooting for Kanchu right now. Yeah, Kanchu's a lad. More so than Harrow, because like I'm hoping he fucking gets caught. Like, and every time he opens his mouth, I'm like, yeah, he's gonna fucking lie. And twist shit around. And then I'm like, shit, he'd make a great politician. But also, how do we not know that Kanchu isn't lying as well? Exactly. So I'm kind of torn right now. So anyway. This is we why see... we need uh, multiple seasons of Moon Knight. Don't and know. Maybe a movie. Don't know. So then we see, I'm going to say it was Mark. Running from rooftop to rooftop. It was Mike. It was a kind of badass scene. Mm. Um. Then we see, as I wrote in my notes, thugs kill some guy Mark wanted to talk to about a dig site. Well, Mark didn't kill him. No, Mark didn't kill him. The thugs killed the guy. Yes. And then the guy, one of the guys proceeds to say, you are never going to find Harrow. And Mark goes, really? And I put in my notes, I'm putting my money on Mark. Yeah. And then we see the guy pull out, like, his big knife. Not quite a machete, I don't think. And then Mark goes, what are we dancing? We fighting? What are we what are we gonna do? And Mark then is a we badass. Get, and then we get a little what I call a little fight scene. And then we see the dude lick the knife and then he gets popped in the face by Mark. 
right hand to the face. Then we see Mark. Mark sees his reflection in the knife, and he hears Stephen telling him not to do it. Then we proceed to see Mark slash Stephen in a taxi speaking Arabic. <laughs> that would be one language I'd like to learn. Yeah, I wouldn't. What language would you like to learn? Uh, none because I'm already fluent in three. <laughs> what three of those? English, wrestling, and being a jackass. <laughs> oh shit! I'm fluent in English, wrestling. Southern English <laughs> and a little Russian <laughs> and sarcasm. I am very good. I am a master of sarcasm. I could teach class on sarcasm. So then we see <clears throat> a chase scene, and Mark gets out of the cab and starts chasing these two dudes down the street then he sees another mirror huh was he going down the street in his sixth floor i don't know then he sees another mirror and hears steven say don't do it again okay note to self can y'all take the damn mirrors out of the show so he won't see this little wimpy ass bitch steven that's the point of the show but I don't like Steven. I like Mark. Mark is sexier than Steven. It's Oscar Isaac. It's the but same person. Different character. <laughs> yes, but he comes off more sexier when he's Mark. He comes off as a little wimpy fucking geek as Steven. That's the point. Long-term storytelling, mother. You don't have to talk to me about long-term storytelling. I am a wrestling fan, and I understand that. Then stop complaining. <laughs> I'm complaining because every time he fucking sees Amira, he hears this little geeky bitch saying, don't do it. Oh, well, Steven doesn't want Mark to kill somebody because they share the same body, and... If Mark gets caught, that means Steven's, Steven gets caught. So Steven gets fucked. So you I don't blame Steven. So I don't blame Steven for not wanting Mark to kill people. But that's what mercenaries do. They kill people. Okay, but... How do I want to say this? Should a mercenary be two different people? Or should it just be one person? It's usually just one person. Exactly. So there's two different people in one body. So how does this one work? Since the mercenary is hotter, he should take over and do what the fuck he wants. That's 
not how it works. But anyways. No, that's not how it works. That's how it works in my head. <laughs> What's next? Then we see he catches up with the guys and evidently he's killed one of them or two of them and the third guy is trying to like crawl away sort of sort of and he hears mark hears conshu say take him to the ledge he will talk so mark takes him to the ledge trying to scare the guy into talking and the kid says praise Ahmet, cuts his scarf and falls off the ledge and you actually can hear the body hitting the ground. He pulls the Natasha Romanoff. We get a splatty kid. I wonder if his favorite superhero was the Black Widow since she copied her. Or Gamora. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one. But splat. But I was impressed. You actually could hear, like, the body hit the ground. Like, you heard the thud. Thud. Let the bodies hit the floor. Well, that body hit the floor. Well, it hit the sand. (laughs) (laughs) Well, technically, the sand is the floor where they were at. Yeah, but if you hit the sand, do you think you would make that loud of a noise? Because sand is kind of soft. Yeah, but you got to imagine there's a shit ton of sand, so all of that piled up would be a hard thud. Especially... You know what kind of thud I'd like to hear? No, I don't. The thud of my headboard. Continue. What's next? What happened next? (laughs) So then we have a conversation between Mark and Steven. And Mark goes, what the hell is wrong with you, Steven? Steven replies, me, you're the one going on a killing spree. Mark says, I didn't do any of this. Steven, and me neither. Listen, if you've got a problem with the body count, I suggest you stop listening to that stupid pigeon. Mark replies, stay out of my way. Yeah, it's not either one killing people. They're both killing people if they're in the same body. Mm, No. Yes. No. Mark Mark and Steven aren't killing people. It's their third personality. Colonel Sanders? Nope. I forgot the third personality's name. I think it's like Jake or something. I did think it was kind of funny that he called Konshu a stupid pigeon. (laughs) Don't talk about Konshu like that. He can kill you in an instant. Because I'm not getting pigeon from his outfit. From Konshu's outfit. No, I'm getting like 1800s black plague 
all the masks they would wear. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting like Edgar Allan Poe's Raven from Conchu gear. Like, I, I want to go read this now. I was completely wrong. Uh, the Black Plague was not in 1800. I forgot when it was. It was like, what, 1500? The Black Plague. Hey, I want to the... was the Black Plague? It happened from 1346 to 1352. The 1300s. There you go. I was off. But now, but now after I... See Kanshu. I always want to go read Edgar Allan Poe's Raven. And I just need Kanshu to say, Fear the Raven nevermore. <laughs> I think I had to read something from Edgar Allan Poe. I forgot what year it was. Probably yours. I think it was in sixth grade when you had Miss Lawrence, because Miss Lawrence was a big Edgar Allan Poe fan. Then that's probably when I read it. Because I remember when your sister had her, I think we got her an Edgar Allan Poe book. Then your that's... sister hated. Your sister hates Edgar Allan Poe. Why? I don't know. She just ain't never liked any of his writing. I don't like any author besides ones that write comic books. So then we see Mark ask are talking to Kanchu and ask him, so what about the other gods? Are they just going to stand by and allow somebody to unleash Amit? Yes. So then we have a con- uh, conversation with Mark and Kanchu. Kanchu replies, to signal for an audience with the gods is to risk their wrath. Mark replies, What's the worst that could happen? Kanshu says, anger them enough and they'll imprison me in stone. Mark replies, that doesn't sound so bad to me. Kanshu, see how you face against Hiro without the protection of my healing armor. Mark, so what? Any good ideas? Kanshu, I have a bad one. (laughs) This so sounds like me. Somebody got any good ideas? No, but I got some bad ones. Hey, oh, so the conversation between Mark, between Mark and Kanshu. Kanshu mm, is a lad. Mark is a lad, but my money is on Kanshu since he's a god. So then we hear wind whistling blowing and we see the sun kind of looking like a crescent moon kind of like an eclipse then we hear Kanshu saying sending the gods a signal they can't ignore darkness begins to take over interesting so in order to get their attention you have to create an eclipse that's what it sounds like. Then we see Harrow, and he says, getting desperate, old bird. Keep digging, as he yells to his disciples. Then he replies, don't stop. I'm about to be called upon. Your thoughts on Harrow? Like, I, I don't know about this dude. 
Like I said, mixed opinions. He could end up being the good guy and they're just fooling us and Kachi's the bad guy. Or he's just a dick. And that's where I sit on that. So didn't they say something about or they are enacting something called the Ined? Do you know what that is? No. No, I don't. It is a group usually of about non-deities that operate together. And the most well-known great Enad was of Helipopolis in Greek mythology. Ah, that's why I don't know it, because who cares about Greek mythology? I'm kidding. Greek mythology is cool. Because without that, we won't have Thor. Mythology. Wait, wait no. Thor's Norse? Norse mythology. Greek mythology is like Zeus and Athena. And they're all the same to me. Achilles, those were your Greek gods. They're all the same to me. Mythology is just mythology to you? Yep. So Kaji proceeds to tell Mark, last time I spoke to the gods, they banished me. His that their case against Harrow must be indisputable. Um, do you got any evidence against the dude? Because I'm not seeing any evidence against the dude to make your case indisputable. He's killing people. I don't know. Not yet. Then we see Mark walking through some door and we see a reflection of Steven. And I put in my note, Steven acting like a wide-eyed child. And Steven proceeds to say, I can't believe it. We are inside the Great Pyramid of Giza. I mean, I got a pyramid that somebody won't get in. <laughs> Lord love. Mm. Just saying. Are you done, son? Can you come back? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was meditating. <laughs> so let's talk about the scene inside the Great Pyramid of Giza and not the Great Pyramid of Catherine. I'm going to build my own pyramid and call it the Great Pyramid of Catherine. Well, did you notice the Black Panther statue in there? I did not. Yep. I seen you post about it, but I didn't see it. I wrote, conceptually, this scene was beautiful. Yeah. But, I mean, I could see where they are, why they would put, like, a Black Panther statue in there because technically Egypt is kind of part of Africa people don't realize that 
Um, I forgot what the panther god's name is. Bass? Blast? I forgot. But, anywho. But I thought the scene was really good. Yeah. They mentioned the Black Panther got at the beginning of um, the Black Panther movie. In In ancient Egyptian history, it was a goddess named Basatek, and it was a fierce lioness warrior who worship was a sun worshiper. Uh, then yeah, that's the name. Mm. Yeah. Let's see what else. I don't know. This scene was cool. Yes, it was a very cool scene. Like I said, conceptually, it was done very well. And it it really felt like Egypt or like what you would picture something in Egypt to look like. Then we see a door open and the avatar of Hathor the goddess of music and love. And she proceeds to tell Mark, she says, surely can't you mention her? (laughs) Mark replies, gods are not his favorite topic. She replies, not even when they are old friends. Can't you was hitting that shit and you know it. Probably. God's getting down and freaky. She replied, not so long ago, Kanshu enjoyed Hathor's melodies. I bet they ain't the only thing he enjoyed. But he enjoyed that cooch, too. Oh, no. Probably. Then we begin to see others arrive. And they call out their names. And I am not going to try to say all these names. Um... Let's see. Let's see if I can try. Moonlight. There was Horus, Isis, but it was they didn't pronounce it as Isis. They pronounced it a different way. Tefnut, Horus, and Hathor. And then we see as they walk up to, I guess, their place. You kind of see like their eyes light up. And yeah. I guess like God overtakes their body at this time. Which that was a pretty cool detail to add. Interesting. And then we see one of the gods saying, manipulate the sky again, we will imprison you in stone. And then they proceed to have a conversation. Kanchu says that, and I didn't write it down word for word, that the gods left humanity and the one dude says gods what did i write oh the gods said humanity left the gods they did not leave humanity and that their avatars are there to observe 
we decided long ago we did not want that we do not wish to meddle in the affairs of man. Mm. Gods are cool. Like Egyptian gods and everything. They're fun. They're fun to learn about. And it's fun seeing a TV show about them that actually makes them cool and interesting instead of some shitty-ass documentary that I have to sit through two hours of just to learn one thing about one thing I want to know. Or a shitty historian teacher like your mother telling you about them? (laughs) No. I haven't had a bad history teacher now that I think about it. No, all your history teachers were pretty cool. Yeah. Would you have Mr. Cook? Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Crow. Who was my eighth grade one? Uh, I forgot his name, but uh. The only thing I remember from him was that he's no, but your your eighth grade science teacher looked like Harry Potter. Yeah, he was cool. My eighth grade science teacher was amazing. So, what are your thoughts on that conversation where the god said humanity left them, they didn't leave humanity? Humanity evolved the gods didn't so that's on the gods for not evolving with humanity you would that kind of goes into a religious thing should the gods evolve with humanity or should humanity evolve toward the more godlike well when humanity first started it was an important they didn't know they didn't have technology so they're like there's people in the sky who control everything that's fair we didn't know about stuff at the time so that's why all this stuff happens but then once humanity started getting into technology and stuff the god should have been like hey we're still here We'll let you do what you want as long as you still worship us. But no, now they're just salty ass little bitches who are crying because humanity doesn't love us no more. And cry about it. Cry about it. Get with the times. That's a very interesting take. Is it an interesting take, though, or is it just the truth? Mm, Depends on your religious stance. Because if you look at it from, like, the point of view of Christianity then God doesn't change. It's man that changes and 
moves either further away from God or closer to God because they want to be God-like. Yeah. So it just really depends on your point of view, which religion is nothing but a point of view. Religion's a joke to begin with. But that's a conversation to have for another time. Yes. So then we see Conchus's judgment against Arthur Harrow because he plans to release Amex. Then one of the gods, uh, the same dude, I wish I would have called his name, which god it was, says, this is a heavy accusation. Let us summon the accused. As soon as they said that, I knew as soon as this motherfucker showed up, he's going to start lying. So Harrow appears. Kanshu asks if he plans on releasing Ahmet. Harrow, and I put in my notes lying, says he was visiting the sands. Who the fuck visits the sands? Mm, well, if you want to see the pyramids, you'll have to go like to the sands. But you don't say I'm visiting the sands. You say I'm visiting the pyramids. Well, what if you worship the sand god? This Judge. is not Sandman. Which is a great song by Metallica. The only good Metallica song. Bullshit, Metallica got some great songs. Metallica's mid. Well, I mean... I agree with that, but they do got some good songs. I mean, he couldn't come up with something better. I'm visiting the same. But anyway, he proceeds to say, Kanchu has searched for Ahmet's tomb since I was in his service. His vision is obscured by jealousy, paranoia, and Kanchu is unhinged. So usually when you throw out words like that, you probably are describing yourself. Yeah. Or you're both. I think I'm, he's going more both. I'm thinking they're both that way. But usually when you start throwing off on somebody else, it's, you're probably describing yourself and you just don't want to admit that you're describing yourself. Because he's a liar. Then we see Mark goes to hit Arthur and the God stops him. And the God says, let us speak to Mark Spector. And then they ask, are you unwell? Mark replies, I am. I am unwell. I need help. But that doesn't change the fact that this man is. And it cuts off. Then you see the woman say that this is a safe place. You can tell us if you feel exploited by Conchie. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't mind being exploited by some hot meeting in. <sighs> my bedroom. Chicken, chicken, bam, wow. Anywho. Then Mark proceeds to say, this is not about my feelings. This is about how dangerous he is if you would just listen for a second. Talking about Harrow. Then the other dude goes, he's committed no offense. This matter is concluded. So motherfucker lie in court and get off. 
Well, I mean, sometimes that's what happens. That's some bull straight up shit. Just proves that the justice system is frauded. So we, we've learned that the justice system, even back in ancient Egyptian times, is a fraud. It still sucks. It still sucks. So your take on all that? Um, I don't know. Conchu's just... Conchu's trying to do the right thing, but causing himself more problems. (laughs) He's causing chaos while he's trying to do it. Well, who doesn't love a little bit of chaos? That is true. I just got me a necklace that says chaos coordinator. Chaos magic? Hmm. I need some chaos magic in my pants. Motherfucker. <laughs> you walked into that one. No. No, I didn't. Yes, no, you the did. fuck I didn't. Yes, the fuck you did. Anywho. <sighs> so then we see that they conclude court, as I want to call it. And yet again, Harrow gets away with killing people. And it kind of seems like the gods don't give a fuck. Like, they're against Kanchi regardless. Or they got paid off. Hmm. Could be. So then we see Hathor's avatar says there is another way. And we see her telling Mark Ahmet was buried in secret. Location was hidden even from the gods. Ahmet had many followers. I didn't know who to trust. Then she proceeds to tell him he needs to find Sinfu. Sinfu. Something like that. And says the guy could know something. He was tasked with the location of the tomb in case the gods changed their minds and decided to show mercy. So what did this Ahmet do to make the gods mad and bury her where nobody knows? Mass murder. I don't know, because I've never really studied Egyptian gods. I've studied Greek gods. Or... Because I took a Greek mythology class in college. Let's say... Because... Kanchu also got banished. So what if in like the Egyptian god way that you can't have a intimate relationship with another one of the gods and that's what got them banished? Just a thought. No, nothing on that. I mean, it's a good thought. What are you looking up? Like, I know she was something to do with, like, tear, death, and stuff. Yeah. She was the patreon of death and execution. Oh, it sounds like I need to follow this bitch. That seems fun. 
Yeah, it sounds like I need to uh, follow this bitch. That seems fun. Do you know what another term for top dog is? What? Jackals. The jackals were top dogs in ancient Egyptian culture. Nice. Now I can just go around and I think you're a top dog and just call you a jackal. And it kind of sounds like I'm calling you a jackal. <laughs> or a jackass. Or a jackass. So anyway, she proceeds to, say, to tell Mark to find Sinthu's sarcophagus. You'll find your tomb. She proceeds to say that the sarcophagus was stolen and more than likely sold on the black market. Everything gets. So then Mark goes, we see Mark go up to a guy selling juice or something and says he'll take one and proceeds to tell him, I'm looking for a Sinfuse sarcophagus. Guy says Sinfuse and starts backing away. Then we see Layla say, right guy, but you're not Egyptian. He asks, what is she doing here? She replies, because my name pisses off a few people in Cairo, who cares? I'm kind of digging her. Like, she done pissed off some people. She don't fucking care. She's back. She's ready to tango. Shit's about to go down. I put, I love her attitude. Then she tells Mark she'll that she will help him find what he needs. Then we see them on a boat and they're having a nice talk about things, their past, fucked up shit. <laughs> and they're on their way to see someone. Did you catch the name that was dropped when they showed up to this person's place? No. So there was a name that was dropped. More, not so much a name, but a name of a city. Oh, Metapore. Where did we hear that from? Uh, the shittiest Disney Plus show. What if? WandaVision? No. The mid show called The Falcon and Winter Soldier. So evidently, a lot of shit goes down in Madripoor. <laughs> well, I mean, doesn't look like there's any rules there. My kind of place. <laughs> you know, I, I don't follow rules very well. I make my own rules. I walk to the beat of my own damn drum. <laughs> rules are meant to be broken. Why make something if people are going to break them? So then we see this big arena type thing, and we see people on horses with like sticks. And I put Middle Jousting. Eastern jousting. <laughs> and then we meet this dude called Anton Mo- Mogart. And as soon as they show him, I already put down, has the hots for Layla. Did you get that vibe when they first had their scene together? Yeah. 
And then he says, preserving history is a responsibility I take very serious. Then they go and look at this sarcophagus of Sinfu. And Stephen tells Mark the info has to be unlocked because it is coded. And Stephen says, give me the body and piss off. Yeah, Mark isn't going to let go of that body anytime soon. Then Stephen proceeds to say, if you expect my help, it's not going to be while I'm in prison. Then he begins to fold paper and put them together to make some sort of star. Then we see Beck ask, what are you doing? And then the next thing we see, Mark has a gun. And then we see, and he points it at back. Then we see Layla says, stop. And he gives the gun back to Beck. Then we see Mogart tells him to get on his knees. And Layla tells him to stop. And he proceeds to tell her that he was ready to make peace with her. So evidently they got some history. I need to know what this history was. Yeah. So I'm thinking she kind of fucked him over in some way, but I'm not sure how. Maybe they did the panky pank and for Layla to get some information out of him and then she dipped. Maybe. And then Layla tries to explain that they are trying to save many lives. Then we see Beck whisper something to Anton. And then Anton says, interesting, we have a concerned third party, and it's Harrow. Harrow says he can offer something more tangible and pulls out the scarab, I believe. And says, why settle for a clue when you can have the treasure? Yeah. So yet again, we see see Harrow being manipulative and just a basic douchebag. Yeah. Harrow's a bitch. And then Layla proceeds to tell Anton not to listen to this man. And then we see Harrow keeps running his mouth. And then we hear Konshu say, do it, summon the suit. Do it. Do it. Then we see Harrow ask Anton, if you would like to see for yourself, he says yes. And then Harrow starts talking in some kind of cryptic language. And I put, is Mogart going to die? Yes. And, so, and then Harrow proceeds to say, that's just a taste of the godly power I offer. So without your little power, you would be a low-life nothing douchebag. Pretty much. Then we notice Mark is gone, and then we see Moon Knight on top of some type of building. 
And as he flies down, his cape makes a crescent shape. I put pretty badass. He ain't even paying attention. I'm doing this by myself. No, I was reading something. What? I'm not rereading that whole fucking thing. Sorry, I was reading something. This podcast is more important than what the fuck you're reading. Get off your yeah. damn phone. <laughs> no, I was reading something. Do you wish to share what you were reading? No. Did you think it was more important? No. Because uh, we're not talking about that certain subject. So, yeah. No, we're not talking about you getting laid. No. We're not talking about wrestling. I was talking about the scene where Moon Knight falls down and his cape looks like a crescent moon. Oh, you mean the most badass scene in the history of badass scenes? I mean, not as cool as the three Spider-Man swing together, but pretty cool scene. Oh, yeah, it was, it was much better than that shitty crap. You know what? No, it wasn't. It's close. But it's not as good. Yes, it was much better. This then whole see, scene was amazing. Then we see Beck and Layla facing off. And then we see Moon Knight starting to kick ass. Then we proceed to see Steven say, give me the body. Then we see the Colonel Sanders suit, as I put. <laughs> and then Steven goes, time out, guys, let's all calm down. Then he proceeds to get stabbed and tell her to take the body back. <laughs> so yet again, you Steven fucks up the situation. Which is why I keep saying he is a wimpy douche. No, he just was going to try and talk to the people, and they didn't want to talk. That's on the people for not wanting to negotiate. Um, there's negotiation, and then there's aggressive negotiation. They wanted aggressive negotiations, so that's what they got when they pissed Mark off. So there was no reason for Steven to come out because he was going to fuck it up. Like, only fucked up everything. You're just a hater. Then we see Layla stab back with the necklace that she has around her neck. Okay, I need a necklace like that where I can just rip it off and start stabbing motherfuckers with it. Yeah, that would be cool. Like, wham. Then we see Mark loses the mask and he sees Layla. Then the mask comes back on and he becomes a badass. And then we see Antoine goes to stab Layla and Moon Knight runs and moves her out of the way. So he saves the girl. So we got our little damsel in distress thing. Then he launches one of his moon knight thingies that are on his chest at Antoine. And I believe he kills him. I don't know if he killed him. 
maybe injured him? I wasn't sure, so I put maybe killed him. That's a cool fight scene, though. Also, I... That was the best fucking fight scene so far in this series. I need that cape that just shoots bullets back. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Then we see Kanshu standing on top of the clock tower saying, Tick tock, Mark Spector. Tick tock. Tick tock. Is he going to be on Tick tock now? I Is hope he getting not. getting him a Tick tock account? Maybe. Who doesn't want Kanshu on Tick tock? Is Kanshu going to be a Tick tock thought? <laughs> Tick tock thought? Then we see them in the car talking about Layla and Mark. And she asks, what was Harold talking about? And then he replies, what do you mean? And I wrote another scene of a shirtless Oscar Isaac. <laughs> What's Mark the only proceeds- good thing about the scene? This is then what Mark- made the scene. Then Mark proceeds to tell her that Harold is just trying to divide and get in her head. Then Layla says, that's it. There can possibly, there can possibly be any secrets left between us. Then something else pops up, and it's like I've not known you at all. And he proceeds to tell her, "Yeah, you haven't. You don't." Oof. Then we see some man, or we don't actually see. We hear, and I'm guessing they're Harrow's men. Say, "I've spotted them." So then we see Mark and Layla trying to piece together the so-called map. And then we hear Khonshu say, I summoned the gods, you summoned the worm. He won't return the body. <laughs> see, I'm not the only one that thinks he's a worm. Well, Khonshu's just a dickhead. Well, I'm a dickhead. Maybe that's why I like Khonshu. <laughs> Ugly ass pigeon. Fear the raven nevermore. Then we see Mark gathers all the stuff and he begins to walk away. And he looks in the mirror that he ripped off the car and says, All right, go ahead, you're in. It's like changing pictures. Like, I need the lefty. <laughs> I need the righty. Grant in the bullpen. (laughs) Yeah. Then we see Steven putting the map together. And Layla walks up and says, Steven. And he tells her Egyptians invented modern navigation. I always thought the Portuguese invented navigation. Mm, They invented the compass. I believe, but I think it was the Egyptian that was like, that star north, that star east, that star south, that star west. And that's how we got navigation. He proceeds to tell her that there are not many landmarks in the desert. Well, no shit, unless you like color a piece of sand and then the sand blows away and you're fucked. So the Egyptians came up with a way by using the sun and stars. My note says Layla getting pussy wet for Steven now. 
Then Steven figures out that the pinpricks are showing a constellation. And says that Sinfu marked his tomb like 2,000 years ago and that the stars drift over time and we will have to know what the sky looked like on that particular date. Then we hear Khonshu say he remembered that night. I remember every night. Well, I wonder what happened on that certain night, Conchu. Did you murder somebody? Did you murder a god? Do you mm-hmm. think he murdered Sinfu? Could be. Then we see Conchu says he can turn back the night sky, but it will come at a cost, and I cannot do it alone. And he proceeds to tell Stephen that he wants Mark to free him when the gods imprison him. Then we get, I put the party Colonel Sanders suit again. And Kanshu tells him to do what I do. And we see the sky spinning and we get a nice lightning light show in the sky. Yeah, it was a pretty cool scene with like the stars moving and everything. And then we see Harrow saying, you brought this upon yourself, Kanshu. Then we see the gods in the temple chanting. And we see that he's losing his energy. (coughs) He's being turned into stone. And then we see Selim talking with Harrow saying, you were right about Kanshu. So Harrow has already paid off a fucking god or another avatar. Yep. What a fucking douchebag. What a prick. Always so this episode stuff. I can occur from this episode I can occur that Kanchu is not the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And that he's not a prick. That Harrow is the prick. Uh, I still think it's a strong possibility that, um, whatchamacallit, that country could be a prick. Then we see Hero in the pyramid inside Giza. And says, I enjoy dealing out pain on your behalf. That is the greatest sin I carry. I am grateful. Had you not broken me so completely, I might have never known the value of healing. I'm going to do what you could not. And when it's finished, I want you to remember one thing. Your torment forced me. I owe my victory to you. Can't you sold out? He was helping Hawk the whole time. Our hero the whole time. Is that what you're thinking? Yep. That's an interesting thought. I need you to elaborate on it. 
I can't elaborate on it because I just thought about it. Well, the the line where he says, I'm going to do what you cannot. What is he meaning? Long-term storytelling. Well, speculate what he's meaning, dipshit. Um, I think he's trying to bring back... Conchu was trying to bring back the god. But that's maybe what could have banished him as well. There's a lot of things that he could have been banished for. But maybe he him and Ahmet had a thing going. Yeah, so Kanchi was like, I love this person, so I want to bring her back. And the gods could have got pissed. Was like, you can't do that. You're banished. So that's where Hero comes in. And Hero is like, man, I like you. But you're a bitch. I don't need you no more. I'm going to do it by myself. But Arrow going to be like, we're still going to help each other, though. Just under the table. I don't know. That's just a theory. I don't know. It's probably wrong. But if, not, but if not, amazing. That's a good theory. I like that theory. So what do you think we're going to see for episode four? Action. You think it's going to be like all action from start to finish? Yes. Just a 40-minute fight scene. Nice. I'm fine with it. A 40-minute fight scene will be the best thing to do. You think we're going to get an end credit scene? Because it's kind of like in the middle now? The middle episode? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Possibly. That would be awesome. Yeah. I don't know how they would do a credit scene and tie it into something. Uh, I don't know what they they would have to tie it into. It's Marvel. They'll figure something out. Yeah, that's true. What would you give this episode out of 10? Um, I'd probably give it a 7. Oh, that's a bit low. 10 out of 10. You're also biased, and I'm not. I'm not biased. If I was biased, I would have said the show it was a 10 out of 10. That's what you said, dipshit. Nope. In my unbiased opinion, this episode was a 10 out of 10. <laughs> I can't with you. 
I can my biased opinion. Like, I'm looking at a pair of scissors, like, really just want to grab them and stab them through the computer at you. <laughs> oh, well, damn. Well, damn. <sighs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Damn. That's violent. <laughs> I'm in a violent mood today. <laughs> Maybe and I gotta need, go to church tonight for communion. Maybe you need to join the Blackpool Compact Club. I know, dude. I gotta go to church tonight for communion. Uh, I don't. And the side part is it's supposed to start raining about the time church starts. I'm like, shit. Oh, you... My tire's flat. Yeah, even if that's the case, and then your papa would be like, well, my truck's there. You could drive my truck. Or our truck, truck tire's flat. <laughs> Damn truck tire burn. I'll be flat. And motherfuckers cost like $300 a piece. <laughs> the battery's dead. No, the battery ain't dead because I drove it this morning. <laughs> Damn it, mother. Because I had to take it and drop it off to get the the uh, cover oh, on the bed of the truck fixed today. There's no gas in it. It had over a half a tank of gas. Fucking <laughs> hell. The radio's busted. Now the radio worked real good because I listened to Busted Open this morning. <laughs> the window broke. Now the back window does not work. It, the, like the controller in the back doesn't work. You have to control everything from the front. So yeah, that's true, but that wouldn't hinder me from driving. But anyway, back to Moon Knight. <laughs> Yes, I gave it a 7 out of 7. I mean, a 7 out of 10. <laughs> nope, 7 out of 7. That's a 100? No, Perfect. we go on a 10 scale, so I gave it a 7 out of 10. Nope, you said 7 out of 7. So therefore... I meant they... 7 out of 10, dipshit. Nope, nope, that's not what you said. It's not what you said. You said it was a 7 out of 7. So therefore, the so seven out of seven doesn't even work, dipshit. That's not even a scale. It's either five out of five or ten out of ten. Nobody does seven out of seven. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> and my podcast, it is gonna be the way I want it. It's our podcast. It will be right whatever now, way it's my podcast because you're being a dick shit. <laughs> it's my podcast right now because you're being a dick shit. Who's in control of everything? I can be control of everything if I want to I just let you have some power because oh. I was trying to be nice and be the nice queen and <laughs> distribute my power among you peasants well damn is there any need to call us peasants mm-hmm Do you want to know why I gave it a 7 out of 10? Why? Because I'm over Harrow. <laughs> like, I just need something bad to happen to him. Oof. Like, for, for him to lose one time. Because it keeps seeming, it seems like every time you think something bad is going to happen to him, fuck no, it doesn't. And it ends up happening to Mark and Khonshu. And what I'm kind of on their side right now. Well, that's the point of bad guys. 
everything good is supposed to go their way until the good guy's like, I'm done with your shit, beats the fuck out of them, and then boom, it's all done. But anyway. But anyway. That is our take on Moon Knight. Yes. Looking forward to episode four. It's going to be a fun episode. We only have three more episodes left. Sadly. But hey, Obi-Wan starts up in the month. Yes, and Doctor Strange will be coming out. That comes out in two weeks. I might be seeing it in 3D with my cousin. Nice. I'll be seeing Hamilton the Musical next Friday with my daughter. Her birthday's in two weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm going the Friday before her birthday on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Her birthday is the same day as Dynamite. Well, I know my birthday text now. Happy AEW Dynamite Day? Nope. You're like, happy <laughs> birthday, sis. But did you know, coming on at 8 p.m. Eastern, there's an all-new episode of AEW Dynamite. Only on TBS. There you go. Have to get that K-pop de- demographic. Yep. So, we'll be back Saturday. With our AEW review and wrestling news. Yes. And we'll have a special AEW review on Sunday because we have Battle of the Belts too Saturday night. Yes. Don't know when that'll be out. So either that'll drop either Saturday night or Sunday after church because I got to go to church. Star Wars will be Saturday as well. Book it, we, it's Saturday. Or we could do it tomorrow. Yeah, or it'll be out sometime this weekend. Just pay, just go give us be money on Patreon. Just yeah. go give us money on Patreon. Yeah, go sign up for Patreon. Give us the monies. We need the blimp. <laughs> yes, we need a mid podcast blimp. So we need monies. <laughs> There we go. That's what we do. We get enough money from the Patreon and then we could get a blimp. Or the merchandise store. Please go check out or our that. merchandise at themidpodcast.com. So we get the blimp. We let Dan Houghton use it, but Dan Houghton also gives us monies to use the blimp. So we rent the blimp out. But only to Dan Houghton. Oh, okay. Like half of it's the mid podcast and the other side's Dan Houghton's <laughs> face. Oh, okay. I don't that know works. how much a blimp cost. Hey Siri, how much does a blimp cost? How much did she say? $40 million. Tony Khan. He actually said he was working on getting Dan House in a blimp. 
That's amazing. Could you not see that flying over like one of the stadiums? Like when they doing double or nothing? You have a big old blimp with Dan House. That'd be amazing. But anyway, why are we talking about wrestling on the Moon Knight podcast? Because technically, wrestling is a nerd slash geek thing. Yeah, that's true. So, so yeah, that'll be out Saturday. Our review of Battle of the Belts will be out Monday. And we'll also do our exclusive Star Wars Revenge of the Sith review on our Patreon. So go on over to patreon.com slash the mid podcast and sign up so you can listen to that. And you can also go back and listen to our previous two Star Wars reviews and some of our wrestling special content. If you want to hear me call into a show live on the podcast, go subscribe to the Patreon. Yes, that was very funny. And also be sure to check out our merchandise on themidpodcast.com and get you some merchandise and also get your free shipping code off of our Twitter account when my producer sends that out. Send me the stuff for it through text. I'll just copy and paste it. Okay. So we will see all you fine folks on Saturday. We will have a lot to discuss on Rampage and Dynamite. It might be a two to three hour show. With a new champion, Adam Cole. I'm hoping. I'm trying to trying to book us a special guest to discuss women's wrestling. We'll talk about that off the air. Okay. So, as we say on the mid... Oh! Before I forget, we need to give a shout-out. To? Our best listener so far, Bobby, who was our first person to buy some merch. Oh, yeah. Bobby's a lad. Bobby's awesome, even though he does not like MJF. But I can overlook that because Bobby gives us money. Because Bobby's a Patreon and Bobby buys merchandise. Be like Bobby. Yes, we like Bobby. That That's going to be our motto now. Be like Bobby. <laughs> there you go. You need to put that out on the Twitter world. Be like Bobby. Sign up for Patreon and buy merch. <laughs> <laughs> be like, this is Bobby. Bobby loves the mid-podcast. You should follow Bobby by subscribing to the Patreon where we have a $1, a $3, a $5, and a $10 tier. Also, go buy some merch like Bobby. We have stickers. We have cups. We have shirts. Short sleeve, long sleeve. Hoodies. Zip-up hoodies. Zip-up hoodies. Regular hoodies. Just be like Bobby. Working on wine glasses. <laughs> that would be an interesting one, but okay. They're just little glasses, and they're going to have the little mid-podcast logo on them, and you drink wine in them. That's going to be fun. Yeah, your mom might have to invest in some of those. <laughs> Anyways, Mother, close the show out. As we say on the mid podcast, because you're a mid and you know it, we are mid out. Goodbye, people.